Hey, this is Matt from Star Tours. You're listening to the Mousecapades Podcast. This is James from Hollywood Studios, and you're listening to the Mousecapades Podcast. This is Amanda from Disney Junior, and you're listening to the Mousecapades Podcast. Hello, this is David from Star Tours, and I just helped a Nick's son build his very first lightsaber. Hi, this is Marcos over at Star Tours. I don't listen to podcasts often, but when I do, I listen to Mousecapades. Interested in becoming a travel agent yourself and helping others plan their next Disney vacation? Interested in learning more about Surge 365? How to get paid to travel, make $1,000 bonuses, or just simply want to book your next Disney vacation with Disney professionals? Well, Dreammakers at Two Tickets to Paradise Travel are ready to help you make your wish come true. Contact travel at two tickets to paradise.net. Don't dream your life. Live your dreams, have an idea, question, or want to share your experiences on the show. Contact Nick and Dave anytime. Email them at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Text them at 407-674-0414. Follow Nick and Dave on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Listen to Nick and Dave on iTunes, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for Mousecapades. Mousecapades Podcast. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts, Nick and Dave. Hey, Florida Plungers. Hey, guys. Scott here from Florida Plunge, and I'm with Benjamin, Jayla, and Lane, and they have received their first gift from Casey's Grotto. Parker here, and the boys have just triple dog dared me to take three shots of... Beverly. Gonna put the world away for a minute. Pretend I don't live in it. Sunshine gonna wash my blues away. Had sweet love, but I lost it. She got too close, so I fought it. Now I'm lost in the world, trying to find me a better way. Wishing I was deep, deep in the water somewhere. Got the blue sky breeze and it don't seem fair. Only worry in the world is a tide gonna reach my chair. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Nick and Dave Mouse Capades podcast. Have you ever dreamed of a life outside of the concrete jungle? A life with white sands, boogie boards, and palm trees swaying in the cool summer breeze? I know I have, and in fact, I do all the time. If you're like me, and you have a dream of taking the plunge and relocating to Florida, then you do not want to miss out on our special guest's interview. Join us as we share all the magic Florida has to offer. So here's what's happening in the news, Dave. Hey, you know our friends from the north? Canada, eh? Hey, hosers out there. (laughs) Yeah, so apparently... They didn't have the Disney Channel, and I was unaware of that, but uh, the Disney Channel is coming to Canada. Hey! Not having the Disney Channel, that's just un-American. That was good. That was good. We're going to be having a guest on our show next week from Canada. We'll have to tell him what he, uh, ask him what he listens and watches his whole life. (laughs) Hockey. All right, but anywho. Yeah, so apparently Canada is going to be getting the Disney Channel, which just blew my mind away that they didn't already have it. I just really thought that was crazy, Dave. It is crazy. I mean, think about it. It's a, who doesn't have the Disney Channel? Well, I, this guy doesn't because I don't have cable, but... <laughs> Too cheap to buy. Moving on. So, did you hear about this man in Plano, Texas? No, what did he do? Okay. 
So we have this individual from Plano, Texas. He gets thrown in prison for 17 and a half years. A judge sentenced this man to 17 and a half years in prison for swindling investors with a fake story that a Walt Disney World theme park was coming to North Texas. I thought you were going to tell me a story about a guy who snuck into the theme parks after hours and went into the, uh, the places where the visitors aren't supposed to go. No, no. So this man was arrested, and he was ordered to pay $8.4 million in restitution, dude. But, uh, you know, he defrauded more than 280 investors out of $20 million from 2006 to 2010. Wait, so my trip to Disney City down in Texas was not a real trip? No, it was not. So <laughs> you just wasted all your money. So I can't believe this, man. We have this guy who swindled all these investors, almost 300 of them, out of a little over $20 million over the span of four years. Here's my thing. You know, you, you think the investors would have looked into this? I, I don't know if they did, but I guess if they did, they're fact-checking. This guy that was sentenced that was, you know, bamboozling these individuals probably was sending the phone calls and everything to, to someone else that was working with him. I don't know. That's weird. You'd think that it would get some sort of publicity, that people would have some idea that this is going on. It's like it's like the scam going on right now with the IRS. My Both of my parents have been called saying they're being sued by the IRS. Everybody knows that. Why didn't this get publicity like the other guy? Are you serious? But yeah. Really? Yeah, that's a scam going on right now. Oh, my gosh. No, I didn't even know that. Uh, so, yeah, you know, the, apparently this guy who went around... Uh, swindling these investors said it was insider information and that's how he got these individuals to basically uh believe him so i just thought that was crazy of course walt disney denied all rumors of such theme park but you know this man was like what 50 years too late because he probably could have got away with this back in the 60s when there actually was a park that was going to go in texas yeah, he should he should do his homework because they're you know, the rumor right now, and we reported on this a little bit ago, is that there's a theme park going in to the I think it was the Virginia area or something like that. Oh, you're t- was that an actual theme park though? I thought that was more of like a, a museum or something. No, they're putting a the- well, they're not. That's rumor, folks. They're not doing this, but there was talk because it was a college that closed had all the land and it was it was semi close to the highways and things like that so there was some talk about that going on but that was all rumor it's not really truth but a guy like this could use that and feed off of it to make a ton of money so here's just another rumor okay this isn't news this is just rumor it is rumored that there's going to be a new pavilion in the world at the world showcase it's about time spain i'm good with that so apparently, yeah, all because of this movie Gigantic. You know, the movie hasn't even released yet. So they're building upon what you dislike with Frozen going into the Norway Pavilion, and now they're building a pavilion specifically for a character in a movie. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Disney right now. They're, I'm, they're, they're taking this in a direction that I just can't follow. It's the World Showcase. Leave it at that. They're supposed to be admiring their cuisine and culture, you know? All right, what else you got? All right, so Jedi Training Academy. So it's rumored that it's closing September 12th. Like September 12th coming up next week? Yes. Okay. That's not a permanent thing? Well, no. You know, in, at the D23 convention, they released a st- Disney released a statement saying that they were going to be upgrading the Jedi Academy with new characters, you know, because of the new films and the, you know, the Rebel cartoons and things like that. But uh, so this seems to be only temporary. Okay. So it's more of a refurbishment type of thing. Yeah. And then finally, I want to leave our listeners with uh, a vlogger who has recently uh, been accepted back in the arms of Mickey Mouse, vlogger Adam the Woo. Have you heard of him, Dave? I have not. What did he do? Okay, so this guy, I like to call him like a Disney darksider. 
All right. Oh. He would go in all the areas that you're not supposed to go to that were for cast members only, and he trespassed quite often and and was warned from Disney and, and all their cast members. And he eventually found himself banned for life by the Walt Disney Company some time ago for trespassing, and he presented a danger to cast members and guests. But just recently, he's been filming with, with Periscope and, and Instagram and everything else that he's been in the parks and no one's stopping him, and apparently his life... Uh, ban has been lifted. So do they know it's him, or is he just doing this, you know, carrying on with his way like he did in the past, where he's going places and people not knowing about it? No, 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 it, it's him, and no one's stopping him. So apparently Adam the Woo has had his life sentence lifted from Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse. Well, is he wearing a sign that says, Hi, I'm Adam the Woo, that I'm banned from parks? I mean, how would people know? Are, are, everyone knows. You do. Everyone who watches vlogs and is is up on the blogs knows that Adam the Woo was banned from the parks for for a lifetime, a wa- long time ago. And I'm I think even, I'm pretty sure even uh, when we interviewed Leonard Kinsey, if, if I'm not mistaken, he had mentioned you know people getting banned and, and things like like this in this case. Um, so you know I'm just I'm shocked that Disney lifted it. Do you think they have signs hang up with his with his photo on it that says "Wanted, banned from parks for life"? Yeah, be on the lookout. Yeah, <laughs> be on the lookout for Adam the Woo. Yeah, and he, so it's been lifted. So apparently, he can go back into the Magic Kingdom. So you know, hey, Adam, have a magical day, buddy. But Dave, that's all I have for you. So it's that time again, man. Take us back. All right, we're going, but Adam the Woo can't come with us. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. Kicking off this week in Disney history, we go to September 6th, 2009. This was the debut of the documentary that we just talked about a couple of episodes ago, Nick. Waking Sleeping Beauty. Man, and I really love that documentary. Probably one of the best. Well put together. I'm so glad that that was uh, put out by our boy. uh, Don Hahn. Produced by Don Hahn. Yeah, Don Hahn. Genius to, to go ahead and go back and restore all those old clips from those home movie cameras you know from all the employees on the lot to piece all of it together into a story you know that's now just cherished by all during the glory years of disney yeah just a sweet look into the life of the animators from the 1970s all the way up through early 90s so a classic one if you haven't seen it check it out waking sleeping beauty next up in disney history we have september 7th 1998 this is labor day at walt disney world paint the scene for you This was the last day for Mr. Toad's wild ride. Thank God, that ride sucked. I love Mr. Toad. I know, dude, you're a huge fan of it, and I I don't know, I don't get it. I don't, you know, you're told you're going to hell at the end, I guess it's implied, but whatever. Nick's a little younger than me, so that's where that comes from, I think. So, this was the last day for Mr. Toad, but you can still visit Mr. Toad. He makes an appearance at the Haunted Mansion graveyard. Yeah, he does, and that's cool. Hey, and the other thing about that is that he also hands the deed over to uh, one of the characters at Winnie the Pooh. I think it was the wise owl that he hands the deed over to. This is true. All right, so moving on to the next day, September 9th, 1973. This is the day that the General Electric Carousel of Progress closes at Disneyland to be shipped to the East Coast. Yeah, I wonder how much that cost for him back in the 70s. That would be a lot of money. Yeah, they had to have a big plane for that one, I guess. Uh, You know, the General Electric Carousel Progress was one of the pavilions at the 64 World's Fair in New York, so it had to get to California somehow in the first place. I guess they had experience shipping it. Snail mail, you think? 
Well, I tell you what, I just shipped my laptop back to Lenovo, and it cost me 65 bucks. I wonder how much that cost. You're right. <laughs> All right, next up, September 10th, 2007. I put this one in here because it's personal to me. This one is the day that Disney honors the crew of the Space Shuttle Endeavor. One special person on that crew in particular was Barbara Morgan, first teacher in space. So Barbara Morgan, for those of you who don't know, flew back up to Krista McAuliffe back in the 1980s and uh, on the Challenger mission, and Krista McAuliffe was to be the first teacher in space. She was going to teach her class from space. So how cool would it be to have uh, lessons from space? So Barbara Morgan was one of her backups, and come to find out that after the Challenger accident, Barbara Morgan became a full-time astronaut because... Uh, Chris McAuliffe, Barbara Morgan, all of the teachers in the program were still teachers, but Barbara Morgan quit her job, became an astronaut, and then after many years flew on board of a space shuttle, space shuttle endeavor in 2007, becoming that first teacher in space and fulfilling Chris McAuliffe's mission of teaching from space. How does that work? Uh, teacher gone astronaut. I mean, I, mean, I put I, my application in. I mean, I mean 15,000 like, other teachers. Like, seriously, um, do you have the qualifications to be an astronaut? Well, they you're... train you. Okay, so there you go. Anyone listening to this podcast, if you can become an astronaut and you have a teacher certification, then you can pretty much do anything in this life. So that, you know what, Disney needs to hire us because we have a teacher certification. If you can be an astronaut, you can do anything in this world with a teacher certification. So contact us, please. They have a job at NASA called a mission specialist. So her, her mission specialist position was education, I guess. So that's how they got away with that one. Yeah, because what are you educating, aliens? I mean, No, she's on? teaching lessons from space. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. All right, last one I have is September 11th, 1984. This is Ray Watson, the chairman of the Walt Disney Productions, and Phil Hawley, senior director, interviewed Michael Eisner. Next day, he quits his job at Paramount Pictures. So he must have thought that it went pretty well, and I guess it did because he eventually became the head honcho, right? Yeah, he came right on over, you know, because Roy Disney wanted him to, to join the Disney team and, and uh, shake it up a little bit and kind of change some things. And that's exactly what he did. So I wonder if he knew that he was going to have a teammate when he was hired, that he was not going to be given the job alone, that he would be working closely with Frank Wells. I would assume so. I mean, because you have to be completely honest and upfront. I'm, I'm sure he knew exactly what he was getting into. Um, he wouldn't. He's the type of person, he wouldn't have made that move. I wouldn't even call it a lateral move. You know, he was moving up. Um, he wouldn't have made a move like that to gain some position without knowing every in and out of the position. And that's all I have for you in this week in Disney history. Sipping, singing, oh. 
Our guest is a husband, dad to three, dog owner, Disney fanatic, daddy blogger, and now a Floridian. He and his family had a dream of moving from Texas and relocating to Florida for nearly 18 years. In 2013, our guest and his family took the plunge and made that dream come true. Our guest routinely experiences the beaches, historic sites, and the Disney parks. Since then, he's been on a mission sharing with you his experiences and experiences you'll have uprooting your family and taking the plunge. And of course, all of the magic that Florida has to offer. Hey, Scott. Hey, welcome to the Mouse Page Podcast, buddy. What have you been up to? Hey, Nick and David. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, man, it's been busy here in Orlando. Uh, lots going on. We uh, just spent the day here at Magic Kingdom this morning, and then uh, last night I was at the uh, the preview of the American Experience Walt Disney that's going to be on PBS on September 14th and 15th. So set your DVRs. It's going to be a I think it's going to be a four hours uh, worth of uh, great information. I've got my calendar set already for that one. I've been, I had it circled for a while now, so I can't wait to hear how that show turns out. How'd you like it? I have to say, I thought it was really interesting. The uh, executive producer and the executive director that were there, um, I think, went into it and got information that we probably would not have seen anyone else get. The American Experience normally has a historical background. I think they've done like 18 presidents already on their on that whole show. So I think for them to get Walt, they even said, you know, this is a little different path for them and that the uh, company itself basically held nothing back. They gave access to everything. So it was really interesting to, to kind of hear him talk about it. The clips I saw, I thought were really good. I think sometimes you see Walt in a different light than what we imagine him walking around smoking, huffing, puffing, and, you know, doing that kind of stuff. So it was, you know, it, it, it gave a true image of him. Awesome. Just- yeah. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be awesome. Scott, you just mentioned something. You mentioned smoking, and Dave's yeah. probably already smiling right now. But yeah, I have this theory. this like 20 times oh, on dude, this show. <laughs> I have this theory, and no one agrees with me, so maybe you might. I don't know. The cast members, they always have to point with two fingers sticking out. Okay? They say uh-huh. it's because uh, it's easy to see, and that's just what Walt did, you know, in all of his photographs. Oh, because he had the cigarette between his fingers, probably. Yes, that's what I think. Oh. And they just photoshopped it even back then. That's funny. I don't know if that's true or not. I guess in my head, I always thought maybe there was something, um, a single finger point being offensive, maybe in some nationalities. I don't know. That's what they say, that, yeah. That's what you say, too. But I, I get the two finger, though, holding the cigarette between the fingers pointing. That's actually kind of funny. Yeah, Nick's a, Nick's <laughs> a definite conspiracy theory. No, I'm not. No. That's awesome. <laughs> Anywho. So. That's weird, but yeah. It's going to be awesome. I will tell you that. I think based on what I saw, I think it's going to be a great show. I mean, four hours. And they even said, it's funny. One of the things they were telling us when they were doing it, um, and they were pitching the whole idea, I guess, within PBS, people came back and said, Walt Disney, how are you going to get four hours out of this? And the whole audience here, it just was like there was this gasp, like, what do you mean? We could get a week's worth of material out of this thing. This is so easy. And so I I think their eyes were really lit up and, and opened with what all Walt had to do. And then yeah. and Roy, Roy comes out shining in this thing, too, I think. So it was pretty fascinating. No doubt. The general public, I don't think, really knows everything that Walt had going on in his life that really didn't come to the forefront because it made it to a certain stage, and then he moved on to bigger and better things. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about the Florida Plunge uh, website that you have up and running, Scott. Sure. Um, we all know that you, you made the transition after basically 18 years of, of thinking about moving to Florida and becoming a transplant. Um, 
What made you decide to create a website once you got there to help others? Well, we actually had it. Um, the site actually started before we moved. Um, for us, the move, we always knew it was going to happen, my wife and I. We have a, a condo down in Fort Myers Beach. So we knew that was we knew that was in our future. Um, when we set our mind to it, we gave ourselves a year. Once we did that, about six months before the move, we decided to just kind of start documenting it. Um, what are we doing? Because we couldn't find anything. We, we found other blogs that talked about moving to Florida, but moving to Florida for Disney or moving to Florida specifically for the beach. Um, but we were doing it kind of for everything. We were doing it for the climate, for Disney, the beaches, to be closer to our home down in Fort Myers. So about six months out, we just kind of started documenting that experience. How do you move yourself? What's the best step? Is it to hire a mover? Is it to go with pods? Is it, you know, whatever. That just didn't exist. So we really tried to start putting that out there. Um, once we got here, it just kind of, kind of spun out of control. I want to say when we got here, we probably didn't even have 800 followers when we moved here two years ago. So, and now I'm looking and we're at 6,100 followers on our main page. Um, so I don't know. It, there, there's something to it. I know that we have a second group that's closed for those that want to relocate, but don't want to express it out in public yet, whether it be for jobs or family or whatever. And that's got another 3,000 in it, almost 3,500. Um, so there's definitely something to want to move here and the information's needed. And a lot of the questions we get in that group are the questions that we experienced two years ago saying, okay, well, we've done it now. We get it. We know what can be done and what can't be done. And we know what the easy way is and the hard way. So... Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. You know, I need to join that group. Uh, I'm one of those individuals that, as well, that really wants to move out there. I mean, Disney is just an added bonus, but for the climate as well. You know, up in yep. St. Louis, and that's where we're located. Dave and I are both teachers, and even my wife's a teacher. We both work at the actually all three of us work at the same school. Okay, um, and that's nice. I tell you what, I am tired of the winters up here, and so I want to move someplace where the climate is just exceptional. But it, dude, it's really hard for teachers to move uh, state by state, and uh, that's one thing I've already started looking on the internet, seeing you know yeah. how certificates can transfer. I know your um, wife is a teacher, correct? Yes, she is. I should have had her in here with me. She is, and you know, and when she came down for Texas, and I can't speak for every state, but for Texas, it's pretty much um, an easy exchange state. Pretty much, if you've got a degree from Texas in education, any state's going to take you. Um, so when she came down, she actually had, God, three interviews just in the car driving down oh, wow. via Skype. Um, she had multiple offers, and she teaches middle school. She's middle school uh, language arts and history. So for her, it, getting the job was not a, an issue. It was more of it's definitely a pay cut. Florida does not pay its teachers very well. I think we all know that. Um, but uh, I'll be honest, she actually got into a great – well, to a great district, I'll say. Everyone will tell you when they move here, they'll say, go to XYZ County, you're going to find great schools there. She wasn't happy in that great county. So she took a job now with a Title I school here in Osceola County in Kissimmee and could not be happier. Um, so, and when you see the grades in Florida and you, 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 you kind of see how the schools fall, that's a big concern for people taking the Florida plunge, um, is really the, the schools. How, how, how are my kids going to get educated um, when I'm looking at was it greatschool.org, which I never recommend because anyone can write a review on it, um, but they're seeing these low scores. Well, first of all, you have to remember Florida is very transitional. Um, there's a lot of in and out. 
lot. So it's very hard as teachers, you know, if you're teaching, teaching stuff based on what's going to be on a standard test, well, at the end of the year, half your class is swapped out here. So they're constantly coming in and out. But um, it is. It's a, and that's, a, that's the big challenge right there. On the, on the flip side of that, on the positive side for my kids, and I guess it depends on how you look at it, you know, we came from a predominantly white school to where now, I mean, they've got Creole, Cuban, Hispanic, Mexican, black, white, Indian. I mean, they've got the Brits. I mean, you got the, and it's just crazy, the, the melting pot that is in these classrooms that they have here. So I think my kids have benefited more from that um, than what they were probably getting back in Texas with their predominantly white good school. Yeah, that's amazing, and you almost have to be bilingual, it seems like, or you know, oh, maybe yeah. you could trilingual to work down there in Florida, and it's well, amazing it's, that they don't pay their teachers like that. That's it nice is, and there's a, like, my wife doesn't speak dual languages, but then you turn around, and my daughter, who's only in the, uh, she's in the second grade, she's been, this is her third year of Spanish, she does dual language, so she gets half-day English, half-day Spanish every day. Wow. What is the average pay salary for teachers in, in Florida? Um, I want to say it's... I want to say it starts in the 30s. Okay. Maybe the low. Um, she, Christy went from, uh, she probably lost maybe $8,000. And yeah. she was a, she was, she was, she was a little higher. I mean, she had several years under her belt coming in, but still, I mean, like she has a master's in curriculum development. They don't recognize that because that's not something used in the classroom. So to where Texas recognized that as a, as a, you know, they gave it they gave it credit for what it was. So there was some loss there for that. Yeah, it sounds like that. We, Dave, if you and I moved down there, it sounds like we'd be taking at least a ten thousand dollar cut as well. Yeah, I um, took my cut once. I'm I'm done for that. So <laughs> that's hey, right, so, man. So so getting back to the topic. Yeah, here, let's get back to uh, it. What? Sorry, we get sidetracked because we're both. Teachers. No, that's okay. So what percentage of people that you think you do you think that you help out actually do take that Florida plunge and do go through with the whole process? I don't know that I know a percentage, but I can tell you that we just held a meetup at a local brewery here last month, and 48 people showed up. Okay. The 48, maybe five of them were already living here before we moved here. Everyone else has moved here pretty much after us. We had people who moved here the same week we moved here to people who had moved here just that week that we had the meetup. Um, so there's definitely a, there's a lot of interest in it, and there's a lot of people actually actively pursuing it. I know today I was just looking on our one of our sites, and there was already three people posting where they're in front of the Welcome to Florida sign, whether I had one family heading to Niceville, one family heading to Tampa, and one family heading here, all moving here this weekend over Labor Day weekend. Wow. That's going to be us one day, Dave. Hey, it's <laughs> going to be about 15 more years for me. I have to hit retirement. <laughs> then, uh, then I'm there, man. So Scott, I gotta ask you. Um, yeah. What setbacks did you have coming in, uh, being a transplant to Florida? You know, for us, it was actually pretty easy. We really didn't have, um, we didn't really have any setbacks for our family in particular. In that, my job, I worked from home. It transferred here with me. She got a job immediately. Um, I think for us, the big thing was though, um, with our kids. You know, they didn't know anyone in their school. We didn't know anyone in their school. Um, and so it was really important that they had a center um, of friends that they could count on. And that honestly is where the blog really came into play. I had to be really proactive, say, okay, well, I work from home, so I'm not going to meet any new employees. I'm not going to meet any friends at work. 
So the blog really allowed me to create those uh, synergies, whether it be at meetups um, or just in the parks. And that's really where we made a lot of our friends. And so now our kids all get together and it's like they're best friends, but they, they go to school all over the counties here. Um, so it, for us, it was just, you just had to give that extra work to make sure they were progressing um, and enjoying what they were going to hear rather than just being here because mom and dad want to be here. What's been most rewarding, you know, looking back? God. Um, I have probably been more active physically since moving here than ever in Texas or North Carolina. Um, whether it be walking in the parks or just, I mean, honestly, we're outside of our house more than they were inside of it year round. You're actually going to partake in your first 5K, correct? I've actually already done it. I've okay. actually done, I did my first 5K last year. Okay. I did a 5K and then I did the Everest Challenge and I did a, um, two 5Ks. Say that, two 5Ks and Everest Challenge. And, um, and I would have never done that before I moved here. Any uh, Star Wars half marathon events in, coming up for you? Oh, they're expensive. They that's, are, aren't they, Dave? And I were just that's talking. a downfall right there. Hey, that's oh. a debate in my house right now, actually, is that uh, I'm, I'm trying to give myself the 40, the 40 year old uh, birthday present and take my daughter down and have her do the 10K with me and then do the half by myself. And I mean, you're looking at almost 500 bucks right there between the it those is. It's expensive. Races. So. That's the thing here locally. That's another downfall is, you know, you move here and you enjoy Disney. Um, no, we're not vacationing here, but it's still an ex it, it can be a very reasonable price place to live. But if you want to throw Disney in the mix and then I throw Universal in the mix. Sorry, I have to bring up the dark side while I'm on here. No, that's fine. Or any other theme park. But once you start throwing those in the mix, it starts. I mean, it's for us. It was very hard that first year. We're going to Disney. Well, I love to eat. If you've seen my scopes, everything comes back to food. I don't know why I'm not a food blogger instead of a Disney and relocation blogger. But uh, the, um, I mean, but that's an expense that you just don't. You didn't. We didn't put into you know our expense report when we moved here. Eating at Disney every time we visit, you know, with five of us, you're looking forty, fifty bucks every time. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. So i got to ask, you know, Florida has a lot to offer. And what I really love about your site in general, is the fact that, yeah, it's not just about Disney. You mentioned Universal Studios. Uh, you also have uh, SeaWorld and some other areas, but I mean, and some other parks. But that's what I really love about your site is it really encompasses Florida. It's not just Disney. And you actually convey that to your listeners and other bloggers that, hey, uh, why are you, you know, you really have to think about what, why you're moving down and you know if it's just for you as you say the mouse you know mickey uh, there's so much more that florida has to offer when you i guess arrived in florida and you started investigating and researching what florida had to offer the first week or so take us through because i'm sure you guys wanted to get out after you had everything finalized with schools and jobs uh, and getting your plates and everything registered what was like on your bucket list so when we came down here, I'll kind of back that, backtrack that a little bit. So when we were looking here to relocate, we came a year before we relocated. And we came down for a week's vacation with the kids, no parks. And then we basically rode around, just we pulled up rentals to see what was available. Just, like, just to drive around. We drove around for hours. Like all day long, right? All like day long. Nine hours like, or something. It's like, like a 10-hour day, just driving all over Central Florida, look, just looking at towns, looking at neighborhoods. 
literally, like if we stopped at a gas station, I'd ask someone, hey, do you live here? Tell me about it. You know, tell me what's around here. You know, what do you have to offer? I was complete strangers, probably thought I was a little wackadoodle. But um, we did that for a week with the kids. And then we took the kids to our beach house and my dad and their, my wife and I came back by ourselves, um, talked to a relocation specialist to see if, just to see what they had to offer. And then did our own little research as well, just again, driving around, narrowing down the areas, areas we liked. With that said, I will tell you the area I'm living in right now did not make the cut. I was totally, I said, I will never live near Disney. I will never live in Osceola County. Um, I ended up, we ended up moving to Seminole County. We loved where we were. We loved the location. Um, and when we got there, basically once we, we were here, it's sad to say we weren't even here 24 hours before we had our Disney passes in our hand. Um, I didn't realize that's I not sad that, at all. I know uh, I didn't. Well, I didn't realize I wanted them that bad until I got. Because I said <laughs> when we were driving, oh, we'll give it a couple of days. No, when we got here, I was like, okay, let's just go do this. But the re- there was a reason behind it. We actually moved down here at the same time. Um, there was a, a a big trial going on um, in Florida, and unfortunately, where I had to go was right by the courthouse, and so I needed to get that done before that trial started. Um, if you could probably figure out what trial so that the, is. The, the mom and her little baby, her little girl. No, actually, this was right after this. this was Andrew Zimmerman. Oh, okay. So it's the Zimmerman, yeah. So no, the mom and little baby, that's all, yeah. that This came after that, and then, yeah, it's, so basically that kind of what, put her, I, that's what I blamed. I said, we'll just blame Zimmerman. I'll go ahead and get my stuff. So I kind of, I blamed him. Everyone else here, <laughs> we all blame him here for everything. But um, once that was done and we did our first visit there, um, it was really this is going to sound crazy I have three things I ask Um, where's a Methodist church where's the movie theater and where's the best Chinese food oh and number four where's the liquor store but I already knew where that was I didn't have to ask (laughs) I moved moved within blocks to public so I had one at each end but those are three things that we and those it's funny those are three things if you think about it if, if you can remember when you moved in or when you visit somewhere you're like where can I get good Chinese food? Well, first of all, you can't really get good Chinese food here in Orlando. I'll go ahead and let you know that. But um, yeah. But, there's, <laughs> but that's really what we did. We just wanted to make sure, okay, where's a church? Where's a movie theater? And where can we get Chinese? I'm right with you, man. I'd be I'd be saying the same thing. And Dave, you probably agree with me. Yeah, you church. must be a big fan of uh, My Cousin Vinny, right? <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> Marissa told me, where, how's your Chinese food? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And there's not much good. You're doing, just go to Yakking Yeti. You're, that's about the best you're going to get. <laughs> so yeah. what other cool areas, I mean, after investigating and seeing some other areas that, that uh, Florida has yeah. to offer besides Walt Disney World, there's some oh. other cool places that, that Florida has to offer. There's so many cool little towns. Winter Park is a crazy little town. I love this little area of Orlando. Um, it's, they basically have an area called Park Avenue, and it's the Park Avenue of Florida. Um, it's got all kinds of like little wine shops, restaurants, candy stores, um, chocolate shops. Just a neat little area um, outside of Orlando. Um, another great town, which actually just featured um, on the blog this week, is Mount Dora. Um, it's uh, west of Orlando. Coolest little town. Again, you go there, you don't even feel like you're in Florida because there's hills out there. Um, I, I just don't even feel like I'm in Florida when I'm out there anymore. Um, but they have like one of the biggest arts and crafts festival in October. It's just gigantic. But it's this town that's right on the lake. A lot of history in it. Um, their downtown has one of those uh, 
just those old town feels where it's got the main stores on the bottom and they've got like little coffee shops and stuff on the second floor that you can set out on the balconies and just look over downtown. Um, some other cool things like, um, God, just going to the beach, being here and being an hour from the Gulf or an hour from the Atlantic. I mean, you, you just pick where do, do it, you know, wh- where do you want to go? It's awesome. And your favorite? Um, if sharks are not in the picture, I like the Atlantic. But if okay. sharks, yeah, don't I agree. I agree. Actually, I like. The, I have to admit, I like. I grew up on the Atlantic in North Carolina, but I actually like the Gulf. The um, we have some beautiful Gulf beaches here, so it's. I have to say, I do like the Gulf. Speaking of other areas, you know, what's that house made or made out of bowling balls? Yes, there's a house made out of bowling balls. Um, I actually do a little. Uh, we haven't done any in a while, but there's a. Um, I'm big on the uh, roadside tourists, like. Uh, like I don't know the crazy things like in uh there's the house there's a house literally made out of bowling balls there's um I like to go to Cocoa Beach and um it's uh oh god I dream a genie mm-hmm. it's her little street and it, the street's probably not as big as my bedroom here that I'm sitting in it's really <laughs> tiny and then uh, just crazy things there's just some crazy stuff you can do well Florida's known for crazy anyway but I mean, that's the thing. I mean, well, like even Citrus Tower. I mean, I'll even use that as an example. That's right here in in Claremont, right? So, I remember as a kid, and I don't know if y'all have ever been to the Citrus Tower or not, but it's this tower that literally used to just go up it, and all you could see was orange groves everywhere. Everywhere you looked was orange groves. Well, now you just see Orlando and Claremont and other cities, but it used to be at the top of the tower, which is a restaurant. And I remember going there with my parents when I was little. Now the guy got smart. He's like, okay, well, I don't have orange groves or anything pretty to look at. So the very top of the tower now is all satellite antennas and telephone antennas. But you can still go up and do a view. But it's just one of those things I think that everyone that comes here should go check it out. You know, that's to me, that's an historical landmark for me. It's been here as long as I as I can remember. Kind of like when Legoland was Cypress Gardens. Yeah, you uh, on other podcasts that I've listened to with you, and you've you've said this on your periscopes and stuff. Just those sideshows. I came up with an idea for you. You know, yeah. since you're really into those sideshows, <laughs> you need to create a hitchhiker's guide to Florida road sideshows. Well, that's a good one. I'm gonna write that down. Hey, and we have the biggest ketchup bottle in the world. It's for sale here in St. Louis, so you can oh, buy really? it and bring it down. You could own your own piece of history. Nice, nice. <laughs> World's biggest ketchup bottle. That's awesome. I got to ask not about really at all, <laughs> <laughs> but it is though. Well, it's just like Kissimmee. there's this thing in Kissimmee. I don't even know how to describe what it is. I, I don't even know. It's this thing, but it has all the States listed on it. And it, it's the, it's the ugliest thing you've ever seen, but it's here in Kissimmee. So I go to it and I go see it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask you a question. I was watching one of your YouTube channels and you were there, I think with some other plungers at a restaurant called the coop. Yes. Oh. Okay. Oh. Now you frequently visit that place, right? That was actually my first time. Oh, okay. All right. Um, uh, I saw I saw a dude there. I think his name was John. He had a Rams jersey on. Now is he a plunger yeah, from St. John, Louis? Yeah, I know he's John. Yeah, he just relocated here. Okay, so he's a plunger from St. Louis. Yes, they just played him and his wife Laura. They were actually they've been here not even a month. Really. Yep. Dave, we need to get in contact with him, buddy. Yep. Hey, he's tell him, at, tell he, him that he's going to need to relocate out to L.A., though, here pretty soon if he's wearing that Rams right. jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they just relocated here uh, just a little under a month ago. So, yeah, it's, I, we're very, I was like, so excited cool. to meet him. Super couple. Yeah. 
Outstanding. Um, I know I'm looking at your site, and uh, man, this is pretty cool. I mean, you guys offer a wide variety of resources for people that want to take the plunge. You have, like you said, blogs, people with their stories, um, birthday clubs, moving tips, you know, finding your home in the area, things to do around Orlando for the family. Uh, just a lot of cool things other than Disney and the theme parks right. that you offer for resources for people to go to. And, you know, this is just it's taking the Florida plunge dot com. So anyone who wants to take that plunge can go to this website and look, uh, look around. You know, I was looking at some of the homes, though. I got to say they're pretty pricey. Um, There's some pricey ones around, but you can do well. You can you can do pretty well, though. Again, it's you've got to find that area that you like and that's going to work for your family. Um, had we stayed where we originally moved, yeah, I could have probably been priced out. Um, but now I, I literally live, I can walk down the street in my neighborhood and I can see the top of Expedition Everest. That's how close I am. Isn't that awesome, Dave? That's and awesome, yeah. And I get a little... And it's a nice neighborhood, nice and quiet, actually. I get a little nosy every once in a while. I hop on uh, you know, one of those realty sites and just see oh, yeah. how close I can get and still be something that I can afford. Exactly, Yeah. exactly. Well, and I found too, if, if you if if you can budget, I mean, yes, Disney can be expensive. At least, you know, the going out as a family. But um, this is going to sound crazy, but there's my wife and I joke. There's sometimes we feel like we've had, we make less money than we've ever made. It feels, but yet we have more money than we've ever had. I don't even know how to explain that, but I think it's because again, we're way more active than we ever were. Yeah. So we're not doing those things that require us to go and break out our wallet every time we need to. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. You said it at the beginning of your show is that you're out more and you're doing yeah, things. Yeah. And that stuff, I mean, nature's free. So you just yeah, exactly. experience it. Yep. Exactly. So your wife's a teacher. And yep. um, on the side, she also makes like little crafts and things like that. I saw the shirts, the patriotic Mickey shirts that you guys made, which I oh, think yeah. were absolutely awesome. How crafty. And... um. The wreaths, the Halloween wreaths. You know, I watched uh, Lisa A. Wicks with her Periscope on, you know, revealing the yeah. wreath that she had purchased. And they look absolutely amazing, by the way. She does She does a great job. She started making wreaths, oh my gosh, probably five, six years ago. And when we moved here, she had never done Disney into it. So it's, uh, she actually just said tonight, it was funny, She her, her name of her company is Welcome Home Wreaths. And it, for some reason, it just clicked with her. Someone, she had a one that said "Welcome Home" with Minnie Mouse on it, and they said, "Yeah, we love that because that's what they say when we come into our DVC." And we knew that, but we never put that together because we already had the name of her. Her company has been there for a while, so I thought that was pretty funny. She, just the life of one. She goes, "Oh yeah, Welcome Home. That's what they say whenever you walk in." When we walked into the Animal Kingdom the other day, I'm like, "It sure is." I was like, "There you go." So, so the, she's on that right track with the Disney stuff, but uh, yeah, she has fun with it. Yeah, that's awesome. That, again, that's Welcome Home Wreaths. I'm gonna, yep. definitely going to check that out. I would love to yeah, have anyone up on Facebook. Over. I think she's on Facebook. at uh, It's facebook.com slash, and I think it's Deco Mesh Wreath all run together. Okay, awesome. Um, I, I, Tell us about your – how's your car, by the way, your brand-new car? <laughs> this is, I'm probably the dumbest person for buying a car. No, we, uh, we actually uh, – we traded in our car, our van. I was trying to ride a van, and I – I went to go, we knew we wanted to buy, we were buying a Dodge Journey, and uh, I knew which one I wanted, and lo and behold, I get there, and they're on recall. But I knew which car I wanted, I'd already test drove it months before, and so the guy, of course, he has me drive one, it's, it's, it's been 
jacked up and it's a higher end model. I'm like, this isn't what I want. I said, I want that car back there, back in car jail. I said, I want that. He goes, well, I can't sell it to you. I said, well, here's the deal. I said, I'm going to sit here all day and you're going to sell me that damn car and you're going to give me a rental. And when my car is ready, I'll get it. So after, I'm not lying, seven and a half hours of sitting in that dealership and using. He really had you sit there that long? Yeah, because, but here, here was the kicker. This is, I've never used my blog for anything to negotiate anything. And I've never used my Periscope to negotiate. So I looked at him and I said, look, your social media stinks. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now, if you do not sell me this car, I will turn on this Periscope and I'll have 75 people in here within five minutes and I'll tell them how you're screwing me over. And he walked away and he came back and he, he, went, he went and looked up my Periscope is what he did. And he came back and he goes, okay, I think we can make a deal. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. So I still don't have a car. I'm driving a rental. I mean, I'm driving the same car, but I'm driving a rental of it. But that's okay. We'll see when it gets ready. Yeah, I love how you walked in there and you were like, here, there, here's the bottom line. This is the figure I'm willing to yeah. spend. And if you can't yeah. meet it, I'm leaving. No, I mean, it, that's the thing. I said, here's what I want to spend a month. I said, it's not going above that. You work out the numbers, figure it out. I don't care how many months you got to give it to me. This is This is the number I'm spending. And, um, but I think, you know, I, I, our salesman was awesome. I will say that, but uh, if anyone out there is, like, works in the car industry, I'm sorry. It's just, it, I know it's a tough industry, but, I just, uh, I just purchased a, a Ford, uh, Explorer and I should have done the exact same thing, you know, like not, not use the social media. Uh, we're not that big yet, but, uh, okay, just, here's the figure. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm yeah, not, so here I'm, it is. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not budging. And actually he came he did come within, he was about 10, I think he's like $15 over what I wanted. But I was like, you know what? It's been seven and a half hours. I'm kind of done. Yeah. But that's the Florida plunge right there. But that's the thing. That's where I knew my budget. And that's, again, making less money, but wanting to, to get more experiences. I knew what I had to do. So, And I had a car that worked. I could have walked out with no problem. <laughs> so there's always that, too. So I'm changing gears here. Let's go back to Disney, um, since you do live so close. Uh, being a Floridian, what time of year do you feel is the best time to go as a Floridian? Uh, today, September the 3rd at 9.30 this morning was the best I've ever experienced there. Is that because the rain finally stopped? No, there's nobody here. Okay. I got there this morning. I did um, – actually, usually Labor Day, honestly, believe it or not, it may get busy on the weekend, but like Labor Day, people – the schools are pretty much back in. People have to get back that day after Labor Day anyway, so they're leaving. Um but today, to give you an example, I went, uh, got there after rope drop. So 9.30 this morning, I was able to do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Teacups, People Mover, Space Mountain twice, The Train, Splash, and then Big Thunder Mountain. And I was periscoping for lunch by 12.15. Isn't it awesome, Dave? That's a great day <laughs> Dave, right there. Dave, I tell you what, when I'm uh, great just, day. When I'm just oh, getting out of met, meetings. And met two, follow, met two or three followers also in the meantime. So Even better. It's awesome. Day. See, Scott, I have an addiction, and I periscope constantly, especially pulling yours up. I'm at school, and anytime I have a break where I don't have my kids yeah. or it's uncontracted time, uh, dude, I'm pulling your scopes up and replaying them, wishing I was in your shoes. Yeah. See, it's and, – and the periscope for me, I have to say, as my – I hate writing. I'll be I'm, – I'm, I'm the worst blogger at writing. I hate writing. So if I find someone that can write as well as my friend Joe, who's come in and helped me out, I'd say just take it. Periscope for me, I'm looking at them now. They, uh, I just think uh, that's for, for me personally, I find it to be a, a good fit for me. Um, 
And I like the I love the immediacy of it. And there's some really good scopes there. Even non Disney. I mean, there's some amazing stuff out there that you can just watch live. I don't even know that I other than Big Brother, I really haven't watched much T V. Do you find yourself uh do you vacation at all at Disney World, uh at the resort still? We have. We've actually stayed we did Star Wars weekend. We went and stayed for that. And then um and we did um my first five K. We stayed there for Run Disney. It just was easier. It was in the morning one, so it was just easier to stay there than do that. Um, and we're actually trying to book something now for Halloween, but it's just not coming in. But yeah, every once in a while we'll we'll, we'll get a booking in there. It's not um it's not out of the question. Do you find yourself spending more money doing it that way? No, we're much more frugal. Okay. I have no problem staying at a value resort. I love a value resort because I'd rather spend my money on food, and that's the craziest thing. I'd rather waste my money on food on good food than a nice bed in a hotel. Dude, I am right there with you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I am right there with you. Um, you know, Art of Animation is, is pretty as, as cheap as you can get, um, along with a couple others. Yep. But uh, my wife and I and our family, we've stayed there the last few years. And I, and I told her, you know, for next year, we're definitely staying somewhere else that's a little cheaper, uh, yeah. just so we can do more more exactly. something else you know and, and really truly feel like not that you don't get your money's worth but i'm with you with food you know i'll spend my money on food all day long yeah oh exactly i i, I love food and i i joke on my periscopes and i joke with uh, my friends on my facebook page and stuff but it all comes back to food and um you asked earlier like what some things you did um i'll rephrase but basically to immerse myself in the living here um, one of the things I did was I reached out to social media, but not to the Disney community. I actually found um, my friend, which now he's like my brother from another mother, but my friend Anthony, also known as Biggie, he runs a blog called Deli Fresh Threads, and it's all about his passion for sandwiches that he's turned into a T-shirt. I wish I was wearing one, but he's turned into a T-shirt business. Well, he and I were at a blog conference together that we met at. And he actually saw, if you guys know Lou Mangello, he saw Lou speak, and he liked Lou's ideas of having his meetups. And so he goes, you know what? I think I can do this. I'll call him a sandwich eat-up, and I'll do them every month at a local restaurant here in Orlando. So because of him, I've actually experienced things in Orlando that I probably would not have experienced otherwise in the terms of restaurants, new friends, um, just all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's taken us places to eat that... Honestly, if I had gone by myself, I'd have been like, there is no way I'm getting out of my car. <laughs> um, but it's been some of the best food I've ever had in my life. And who knew you could bond over sandwiches and, and get to know a city like we have? So, yeah, it's, it, that, that part was really cool. So, see, don't – if you relocate, take advantage of the social media. Step outside of your comfort zone. And that's one thing I say is um, you got to get uncomfortable to be comfortable. And so that's what I did. I stepped out of what I knew, my Disney friends – and said, let me find someone here who really knows this city and can show me around and, and, and have fun doing it. And that was really cool. Definitely. Um, as we wrap up here, buddy, uh, anything else that you, you pretty much just wrapped it up there, you know, well said. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to ask, you know, any last uh, any last thoughts or anything you'd like to say to, to future plungers that want to track down there. But uh, you um, pretty much I, wrap that up. Yeah, I just say have a plan. Just have a plan, and if you're moving down here for the mouse, just remember there is more to it, um, and just yeah, have a plan. Be prepared and purge. Just start getting rid of everything. 
just go ahead and start getting rid of stuff. Don't bring it with you. Yeah, I read that on a few stories of, of other families yeah. that had posted on your uh, Facebook site, which, by the way, are very inspiring. The more I read, the more I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just want this, the, the sand between my toes, and I just want the warm mm-hmm. climate and everything that Florida has to offer. Yeah. Um, but a lot of families purge. Oh, yeah, we get rid of everything. Yeah, we just get rid of everything. I mean, you don't need it. Right. You don't realize how much stuff you don't need till you start doing it. You just just get rid of it. All right. So I want, uh, dude. I want to pick up one of those stickers, the Florida Plunge. Where can I pick I'll one of those up? I'll send you one for real. I will send one. You can actually, if you want to order one, if anyone wants to order one, at, uh, you can email me at Florida Plunge 2013 at Gmail, and then um, or you can go to my Facebook page at uh, Facebook.com/slash Taking the Florida Plunge. And um, let me know if you want one. I'll shoot it to you. But you send, my, send me your address. I'll get you guys one. Okay, yeah. I want awesome, to put, put it on the back of my windshield or back of my car. So awesome. as a reminder, you know, for me to just – that's my motivation. Every time I look at that in the back of my mind, I'm going to say, okay, in, in a couple of years, we're, we're going to be down yep. there. Hey, can't you just I mean, see the image in my head right now? Of, it's like the Notre Dame football players when they bang the sign when they're on their yeah. way out to the field. It's Nick. He's rubbing the bumper of his car on his way Dude. in. Oh, you're absolutely right. Every time I turn her, every time I walk around to go to work and my wife and I are carpooling, I better believe it. I'm going to rub it for good luck. A sticker, that is. And, and, uh, and uh, yeah, that's just good. That's my motivation right there. Awesome. Hey, thanks a lot, Scott, for coming on and talking to us. Oh, you're very welcome, Dave Nichols. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot, buddy. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Hey, Dave, I think it's time. All right. Peace. Have a magical day, guys.